Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's how you do it. Well, we want to win. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to... Yeah. Oh man! Welcome. What a morning to another episode of the Christian Boundary Podcast. Welcome back. Today we will lay a foundation for um, doctrinal divisions. What's primary, tertiary, and secondary? Boy, <laughs> according to one, and which order they should belong in? One, three, <laughs> two, eight. I always like my ABDs. <laughs> So I grew up in Northeast Mississippi, and there's a community college there, and it's called Etiwama Community College, but it's ICC, so it's historically been called I Can't Count, so, <laughs> or I Can't Color, so it sounds like a place that we could go to school if we ever wanted to go back to I community college. I thought you were talking college. about Etiwama. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Never no. a dull Ooh. moment. Oh. Never a dull moment. It is good to be back together. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man. So what is doctrinal divisions? Divi- doctrines that divide. There you go. <laughs> That's it. That's but it <laughs> that was fast. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So primary and then secondary. secondary. <laughs> Those come second. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. Number two. And then tertiary, which are third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place things that yeah. you could talk about. But... When we think about divisions, these are necessary. They are divided, but we don't necessarily break fellowship over these three, four, five, six levels of doctrine that we might agree or disagree on. However, it is important that we do agree on the primary doctrines. Yes. And if not, and we'll we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but then that's where you have to break fellowship with mm-hmm. a church or or something like that. So what but, are examples of primary doctrine? Uh. Man, I think the the virgin birth. I think if you don't Trinity. believe in the dirt, the virgin birth, <laughs> the virgin birth, <laughs> then I, I think that's very clear in the scriptures that that Christ was born of a virgin, Mary. And I know there's a lot of people out there who would like to say that she had an affair and she was doing all these sinful, wicked things. But that's not the case when you read the scriptures. Yep. An angel came to Mary and. And uh, Joseph thought the same thing everybody else thinks, right? Is like, I'm out, and and the angel's like, no, chill out, stay. She's gonna, uh, con- she's conceived the son of God, right? So, uh, I believe that it's important to believe in the the virgin birth. I believe that we have to believe the substitutionary atonement that Christ died in our place. He was the substitute. He was sinless. Um. Y'all throw some more out there. Fully God and fully man. Fully God, Christ, fully man. Christ is God. Yeah. He's coming back. That's right. He's coming back. In bodily form. Mm-hmm. He was bodily resurrected. Yep. Yes. So basically what we're saying here is a primary doctrine is, is these are the cold hard facts, the, the truths that you have to believe to be a Christian. Yeah. Salvation by faith alone. Did we say that one? No, we did not. No. That's like no. the sinfulness of man. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So all these all these things are very specifically things that if you don't believe this, you're you're not a Christian. Not to be considered a Christian. The sinlessness of Christ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
and Holy able, Trinity. And able to be considered a Christian, to have the label of Christian, these are the things you need to understand and have correct. Mm-hmm. Without these things, then the label of Christian yeah, these are, er, cannot be attributed to you. They're primary because they're most important. Yes. Right? These, are the, these are the details yeah. you need to have right. Yeah. Those you, don't go in eighth place. You said the Trinity. <clears throat> yes. Where does that need to be? It needs to be primary. Primary. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. Neither is the word. Well, hold on. Wait. <laughs> he was about to say something so epic. He I'm was. Neither. He was uh, building he up to that. And he let me down. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> there are other words that we believe that aren't in the Bible that hadn't come to my mind because it's 630 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's 8 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is live, Mason. <laughs> if, if it was 8 o'clock at night, I would not have this shirt on. But... <laughs> <laughs> But for y'all, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> We're not going to ask what kind of shirt you'd have on. You probably wouldn't even have one on. Oh, I would. <laughs> so, Trinity, you think yeah. that's a primary doctrine? I do believe so. That, uh, well, what, well, if you don't believe the Trinity, what else do you? Believe? What is what is the other option? Uh, well, so I believe it'd be important to lay out the Trinity briefly. Man, how are we getting on the Trinity? Yeah, yeah. Probably. I probably shouldn't have done this. Well, but That escalated. Uh, it's open. Yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three persons, one being. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that, that they all have distinct roles within mm-hmm. the Godhead. Mm-hmm. They are co-equal with one another. Yeah. Uh, there is not a... They, they're uh, not a hierarchy. No. There's not a hierarchy. No. They are all God, but they are all distinct from one another. Yeah, I do believe that uh, from the Father flows through... Mm-hmm. Although they are still co-equal. Now, another... So, uh, what I would say is a heresy, which doesn't even fall in secondary and tertiary, is this idea that God is one and he manifests himself in three different people. Modalism. Like when he wants to, yeah. When he wants to be Jesus, he goes and he's, he's yeah. Jesus. When he wants to be the Holy Spirit, he's manifesting himself into the Holy Spirit. I yeah. believe that's that's heresy and that's wrong. So, yeah. uh, you, you would get a lot of pushback on the Trinity in certain circles, but that's where we're ultimately going to lead with these doctrinal divisions is ultimately it comes down to um, denominational divisions as well yeah. when we start fleshing out what these primary and secondary yeah. tertiary doctrines look like. What we should see really is, is, is primary doctrines really shouldn't change from uh, denomination to denomination. Shouldn't. No. There are shouldn't. some that will, but shouldn't change denomination to denomination. But yeah. some of these other issues, these secondary tertiary issues, they they constitute what makes up the differences in the in the denominations a lot of times. You know, baptism is it is it sprinkling or dunking? You know, you're gonna uh, have a division there. We'll talk we'll talk again if that's secondary or tertiary or whatever and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So Baptism uh, is an interesting one. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a both end. Yeah, it it can be. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a primary and that's, a, that's some, yeah, an it's interesting a primary detail. for some people. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting thing is is where we place these in our our minds may not be where everybody does. Yeah, that's, you know, um, we say that where we, understanding the Trinity is is primary. Somebody else may not. Is where would you and place eschatology? <clears throat> I, I, I might even go tertiary. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Secondary I, at the, at the I've, highest. I've, but, I've tossed it between second and third. I've yeah. never really. I, it's never even cusped for or, yeah. for or primary issues, but it's somewhere between second and third. The only part of eschatology I would put that is primary. Is that Christ is coming back? Amen, there you brother. go. Mm-hmm. There that you would go. be it. Amen, brother. Yeah, which is yeah. what you so said. So we can start. We can start not dividing yeah, exactly. these things down into <laughs> such small little, you know, ideas that at some point, again, you, you understand. Well, this is such a that's a that's an important thing, but uh, but there are some things that it's like this is so um, 
it's not primary. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we call it, you know, why we call these things primary. They're, they're very important that we get straight. Absolutely. So we, we just, uh, by way of a quick rundown, we've got a little list here of primary doctrines, which I think are very important. The sinfulness of man, we have to know that. And, and what we're going to do here is we're going to have this overview of what these kind of look like. And then we're going to drill down into and talk more in depth about these over the next several episodes, especially the primary, because we have to know these. But the sinfulness of man, the nature of Christ is what you said, the substitutionary atonement, bodily resurrection, uh, justification or salvation by faith alone. Uh, we didn't say this one, biblical inerrancy. Yes. Mm. Yep. Yep. So we have to believe, in my opinion, that the Bible does not contain error. Um. We talked about the bodily return of Christ. Yep. I think you said the bodily resurrection. You said the bodily return. Uh, I believe we have to believe in heaven and a hell. Yeah. Right? I think the Bible speaks to both of those. You said the Trinity, and I agree. I was just pushing your buttons a little bit. <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's one, uh, that the church is the bride of Christ. Yes. Yeah. That we have our ecclesiology. I think there's a, there's a big primary doctrine in that, in and of itself, is us being the bride of Christ. And then when we think about baptism, I said, this is why I said it could be a both and. I think baptism is a primary doctrine that we should agree that is a command in Scripture. Yes. Out of obedience, we should do that. But then the way we practice that <clears throat> exactly. baptism yeah. could be a secondary issue. Mm -hmm. So I do believe primary, it fits in both. Yeah. Um, well, and the same, I, I would throw the, the Lord's Supper in with that. Same idea. It's it, it, we're commanded to do that. That's a primary thing we yeah. should do. Now, how we do that, how we go about it, varies, right? Denomination to yeah. denomination, and even within denominations, because there are Baptist and, churches that do it every oh, yeah. Sunday. And we do Baptist it. We do it a way I've never seen it done in this church. We we yeah. we do. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, thinking more uh, on the know. frequency and less on the yeah. on the way we conduct it because yeah, we conduct <clears> it in the very. I again, like you said, yeah, I've never first I've ever seen it done like this as we do it. Yeah, so for for those that aren't uh, haven't attended South Caraway and, and seen how we do Lord's Supper, when we do it, we um, and we don't do it every Sunday, but when we do the Lord's Supper, we have individual family groups come up and and pray with an elder or or uh, um, one of the you know one of these guys, and and it's incredible because it's uh, it's a very intimate time, um, and everybody whether you partake or you choose not to partake, if you've got reasons for that. That's fine, but everybody gets a chance to come up. We get a chance to pray with everybody in the church, and it's a incredibly moving time for me. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's an emotional Chuck, time Chuck for me. Chuck cries but. every single time. <laughs> every time we do it, Chuck I, cries. I, I do. I, it's yeah, it's very um, sweet time. Yeah, it's, it's incredible time. to, to it's awesome. feel that. Um, just it, it's brought us closer the to a lot of people. That yeah, and there's really another cool. aspect of that too that a lot of people may not realize, but as the elders and the leaders of the church, we're actually guarding the table as well. Yeah. Yep. Right. So if somebody's under church discipline or we know that, Hey, we can help kind of in the mid, in the midst of this shuffling and praying, mm -hmm. just kind of take them and say, Hey, you know, let's not partake. Let's work through this before, let's we, work through, before right. we partake. So yep. There's a lot of uh, great in things that, that, that yeah. are going on there. And that's just one that, you know, it's almost like you hate to have to guard the table, but at the same time, you want to guard the table, so yeah. we're we're making sure that nobody is partaking in an unworthy manner. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, communion is on the list. Uh, I think um, 
one of the things that gets thrown around these days is a lot of churches are confused, but I think gender roles and sexuality, I believe that they are firm in the scriptures is what they teach. Uh, I, when it comes to sexuality, I mean, male and female, he created Genesis them. Genesis 127. Yep. Gender roles. There's a lot of back and forth. Uh, I think. Can women be pastors? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the, no, yeah. The answer is no. Uh, but even in like the complementarianism, egalitarian debate, yep. I mean, that's some things that we can get into in this series Those as we look at these doctrines. Words. Yeah. Um, Dollars. And we'll just leave yeah. them at $5 words right now until we yeah. actually cover them, yeah, yeah, because I think that's it. important to cover, because this is those two things are, are part of what's plaguing the church right mm-hmm. now, even yep. in the Baptist denomination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge, there's a huge fight and a huge shift happening just in, the, in that. So We talk about denominational divisions, but there are some of these divisions that that make churches drop denomination entirely yep. yeah. in, sen- in the sense of like having Baptist in the church name, dropping Baptist from it entirely and just becoming a den- non-denominational church. Some of these divides do that. Uh, and some of these divides shift churches from one denomination to another and like openly, which I've never seen that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. There are exceptions to, there are always exceptions to the rule. The only problem I have with taking, moving to a non-denominational name is so I'm not saying that, I guess I am in a way. We're we're talking about doctrine. Um, To know that, say, South Caraway Baptist Church. Now, this is where it becomes a problem, is people will say, oh, they're probably part of that Southern Baptist Convention that's going off the rails, you know, or they're probably some teetotaler, don't drink, cuss, chew, uh, don't watch R-rated movies, uh, all those things, like zero of it. Right, but I yeah, think we're all holy. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, should be sinner and saint, becoming holy, or working towards. Yeah, working it. Um, but I think it's important to have a distinctive. Is yeah. is when when people when we if we're Baptist, then we need to own that because now we would look at the Baptist faith and message 2000 and say, well, this is really watered down. We don't really want to the 1689. Yeah. We would rather go back to the 1689, 1517, uh, where it really all began and, and really look at the heavy doctrine in that and, and point back to this is our standard. Yeah. Right. This is who we are. This is what we believe. So, because when you get into like non-denominational stuff, it's almost like, man, you can be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. they, They take a little, from here, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hodgepodge of. Yeah. They don't really plant their flag anywhere. Yeah, nope. and and w- w- kind of you'll have somebody dancing with a flag over here, and somebody sitting on their hands over here, and uh, somebody speaking in tongues over here, and and just and even in that, that's another thing that we we can discuss yeah. the sign gifts yeah. in within this whole. There's a lot to talk about, but so then we get it. Yeah, with the non-denominational, you might have that at a non-denominational, or you may have you may walk in there and not be able to tell a bit of difference between them. That's and, true. And, yeah. and Baptist Church. Yeah. 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 They've just, cho- yeah. and they the just pro- chose that, to take and that's, the name that off. That is yeah. the problem with cho- choosing to take that name off is going, what are we? It's, right. it's hard yeah. for an outsider to look and go at, at a glance and go, that's a place that I, I may try. Yeah. That's some place I, you know, I could get along with what they believe because it's non-denominational. At first glance, what in the world do you believe? Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about you. Yeah, you could, you know. There are plenty of people who won't walk into be, a church because you have a denominational label on there. There are people who will only walk into a church if you don't have one. 
if you don't have one because because they, they've either been burned or like, I'm not a Baptist. I refuse to be a Baptist. I don't want to be a Presbyterian, Methodist, whatever. They will only go into a church that just either has the label Christian on it or it has no label at all. It's just a church name. It's so-and-so church or so-and-so Christian church. Well, we don't have to worry about it because if God wants them here, they'll be here. Amen, That's brother. what I think. God will build his church. That's right. So stop all this nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, yeah. kind of chase your rabbit so, there a little bit. So what's, what are secondary so, issues? Um, you, yeah, so secondary issues would be, one of yeah, six. Secondary issues would be something that's not not primary, ah, by definition. But hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's something Does it that come after tertiary. Uh, yes, <laughs> we go one. I, I went to ICC. Two. <laughs> but no, these are things that uh, that you know we shouldn't necessarily break fellowship over. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're things that are are. Um, hard to say that without saying they're not primary but they're they're not the most so critical I, things we can we, there may be there may be um differences of opinion on on what the bible says about these issues and that's okay we can we can debate them we can look at them and go well i believe this and here's why now we need to have a reason when yeah we, that's that's a real big thing with all these is when we when we start to look at one and we're going to plant our flag and say i believe this we need to <laughs> we need to have some sort of biblical basis for that. Yeah, you need to yeah. be able to back it up you know, in Scripture for sure. Um, Do y'all want some examples? Yeah. I have a whole list. Yeah. <laughs> this is someone else's list. Yeah, it's not my list. I didn't come up with this. Um, let's start with view of hell. Position one, eternal. Position two is annihilation. Mm. Yeah, annihilationism. Mm. Day of worship. Sunday. Day of worship. Saturday. Yeah. Every day. Eschatology, charismatic gifts for today, <laughs> tongues for personal edification. I, I get encouraged when I eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a new one I've never. That's, that steak was edifying. How, how about view of creation? Young, Young Earth, Earth, Old Earth, theistic evolution. Man. There's some of them here that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, abortion. Never, sometimes, anytime is the choices. Mm. I think we would all agree that never is the choice. Yeah, position yeah. one is the best choice. I don't think that's up for debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's well, uh, but yeah. that's on the list. That's there. when you get into like liberal theology, and that's what yeah. Which is good that we're reading other yeah, people's list right. as well so, because so, we can kind of match that up and say so the question. The question now on the table is: What is the difference between second and tertiary? Where do we draw the line, definitionally? Well, like I, how do like how do we divide these things? Because if if we can't, then why does tertiary even exist? That's a that's kind of a good yeah. talking point yeah. here. Well, I think ultimately secondary secondary issues are or secondary doctrines are those that kind of can be can have ultimately a couple of interpretations, right? Not necessarily that there are multiple interpretations, but the scripture leaves room that doesn't really nail down. Like when you you talk about. Uh, the virgin birth. I talked about that earlier. The scripture is plain. It's clear yeah. mm-hmm. that Christ was born of a virgin. It's clear that he died, was buried, and rose again. It's clear that he's coming back to serve the living or to judge the living and the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are some things in those primary doctrines that scripture is absolutely one hundred percent clear on. There's no. There's really no need to even debate those things. You get into secondary issues, and it can be left for interpretation. So. Would you say that, okay, so primary divides Christian from non-Christian? 
Yes, I think yes, so. Very much so, so. So would you yeah. say secondary would divide denomination from denomination? It could, but also, I, I would yeah, I would say most of the secondary items will will divide you one way or another as yeah. far as On a denomination. denomination. And where yeah. a, a tertiary tertiary that's kind of where I've always viewed it. it you you may have those all in one church. You may, the the, the yeah, tertiary. Yeah, yeah. You may have people with all that. With the different ideas in a tertiary, it kind of goes to because a they're, they're all okay, yeah, yeah. you know, in the same church together. Yeah. Where whereas uh, they wouldn't be necessarily on a secondary. Yeah, because secondary, at least the secondary issues that I've had conversations with with other people, it's typically from other churches, um, and we've had differences of opinion, and we go back and forth scripturally and whatnot. And the tertiary, it's usually a coffee, like a coffee table conversation, where we just sit around a coffee table and go, "Hey, drink coffee, talk about this," and. We have different opinions, but it's not something that would divide denomination. Well, I, I think secondary could divide denominations, but also I think that it couldn't. For instance, eschatology. Yeah. It's secondary issue. We've got multiple views just within our church, but it doesn't divide it. There's three orthodox views, which are not outside of biblical yeah. lines. So, so there's where you're dividing that again. Now, these are secondary, but if you believe... If you if you you can actually take eschatology to a primary as well if you believe something that's way out in left field. That's true. That, yeah. You know, versus so. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a little so, difficult sometimes yeah. to fit things into what is is this always a prime you know primary yeah. always a secondary. It's not. I would say eschatology is not always a secondary. It it might be a tertiary depending on you know we divide this little detail. Or it may be a primary. Yeah. This list right here breaks it up into theological differences and then ethical differences. Mm. Do you think that secondary is more theological and tertiary is more ethical? Because it kind of seems like we're heading that, that way just that, from listening. Are, yeah, those are probably good generalizations. I don't. I wouldn't say they're exclusively. No, that, just to give people kind of a rough idea. Because sometimes I get confused on tertiary. I think tertiary would yeah. be the things that Scripture doesn't necessarily speak to one way or the other. It's kind of left up to conscience. Yeah, because I'm looking at this list that Matt's got over here. And, and now some of these I would say that, yeah, it clearly says stuff about this. But Smoking cigars, tertiary issue. So about yeah. Yeah. That's about yeah. to your list to have alcohol. I so, mean. But they a, also have divorce, remarriage. So a lot of these are sociological issues because if you look at the top half of them or top couple ones or so, a lot of them end up in sociological, like – not even necessarily ethical. Like the first one's view on ethics. That's one thing. But then there's abortion, infanticide, which is a different whole thing entirely. Genetic e surgery, euthanasia, genetic surgery, uh, cryonics, cloning, genes. Yeah, splicing. you start getting into you get started getting <laughs> yeah, into sociological yeah, yeah. and ethics stuff here. Now you're getting like, into some. So you yes, said divorce and remarriage. What's on there? It's on the tertiary side. Now, this is one distinction that I'd like to make. I think that we can make biblical arguments as to why. We believe a certain way. Uh, I believe that the the reasons for divorce. There, I think there may be. I'm going to say two: uh, sexual immorality or adultery, and uh, an a spouse being abandoned by an unbelieving spouse. Yep. Uh, and then I believe the the scriptures allow for divorce and remarriage. However, somebody might say, "Well, that sounds like a primary doctrine to me." When we look at the primary doctrines, these are doctrines that specifically deal with the nature of Christ, yeah. salvation, the sinfulness of man. These are gospel-centered gospel issues. Gospel-centered issues are the primary issues. Yeah. So I would actually probably move divorce and remarriage into secondary if it was me. 
making that list because I, I think that you can make strong biblical points. I think the biblical, I think the Bible speaks to that clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to be clear that the the primary doctrines are gospel centered issues. Yeah. So exclusively. If, okay, I'm going to throw a curveball then. Civil disobedience. Where do you think that falls? I don't know. I think because you said it's a gospel-based issue is primary, right? Yes. And we're supposed to go out and make disciples of the nation. Yes. What if our government says, hmm, Well, that's a clear cut. It's is it, Does it become primary then? Hmm. And now I will sit back here and wait your answer. <laughs> Matt just takes Matt. a grenade, just yeah. lobs it in. Lob the hand grenade right well, into the middle of the floor and well, then walks here, away. Well, here's the thing on that. Uh Civil disobedience, I would put you you don't have to be not every culture is going to have a need for civil disobedience, yeah, you don't have to be civilly disobedient to be saved, so I definitely wouldn't put civil disobedience in a primary category yeah we 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 as a country in the United States have not reached that point yet where we need civil disobedience so here's posi- to go share the gospel. Here's the position China is on the civil- other hand. Absolutely. So they've got never when promoting anti-biblical laws, when breaking biblical laws, and always. I think you can get into some extreme stuff if you're always civilly disobedient because I do believe the scriptures teach us to uh, honor and obey our governments. That's like Roman thirteen. Romans thirteen is very yeah. clear on that. They're, yes, they're, but they're dipping their toe into anarchism. With that yeah. One. yeah, there's a yes, but on the Romans thirteen. You said we're called to go out and make disciples. We're called to yeah. go preach the gospel. We should do that. And then when the government says you can't do that, we say, well, I have to obey the higher authority, which is God. Yeah. And we can't submit to the government so much that they lead us in the sin or cause us to not do what God has called us to do. Because yep. God's law is the highest law of the land, in my opinion. Right, so Agreed. if if the government says you can't do what God has commanded, then that is when civil disobedience is needed. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um. So, and I know that obviously, again, I would not put civil disobedience in a primary doctrine spot. Um, I don't know that I would put it in even a secondary issue, really. Yeah. Because in our context, it doesn't come up as much. No. And it's, I mean. The problem is, though, here's the issue, is there are a lot of Christians that aren't even doing what God has called them to do anyway without the government telling them (laughs) not to do it. It's like my wife and I were having a conversation last night. She said, how many people do you know that are really sharing the gospel every day? Mm. I was like, ooh. That's a tough one. That's a good question. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not many. Um, So a a lot of Christians aren't doing what God has called them to do already. Yeah. Let alone with the government tells them to stop or not. <laughs> and right? so, so, so a lot of the Christians that aren't already doing the work aren't listening to God and listening to what he has to say for on their for their for them to do in their life, when the government cracks down on stuff like that and says you can't do this, they'll go, Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean and I'm already not like, doing I'm it. I'm already anyway. not doing it, so like it eh, doesn't change my life any. Yeah. That's the thing. So yeah, I would probably put that as a tertiary if it yeah. were me. I toss it down there too. Well, that was fun. <laughs> you got any more curveballs? Let, let them look a little more. <laughs> so primary, secondary, and tertiary. 
So yeah. primary gospel centered issues. Gospel-centered. We can't close fist. Close we fist. Can't. This these are hills yeah. to die on. And yes. You want to alienate some of the audience? Okay. Wearing makeup for women. <laughs> that's a that's a tertiary issue. Tertiary, tertiary issue. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not even that's not even. Yeah. I'm now just, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to. Do well, that. let me let me just <laughs> say this. A, that was a knuckleball. Here here's something that the Bible Slider. speaks to when it comes to. Uh, not adorning yourself mm-hmm. in, in this elaborate way of looking with pearls and, mm-hmm. and, and all these things. So I think that makeup can become an idol. I think Just makeup like can else. become a, a, a mask to make you look better than you really are. I think makeup can become something that it's not intended to be. But I would not say that that God forbids women wear makeup. Yeah, you're you know, saying it I, could be a, a flag for vanity, possibly. It, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Have you ever seen an uh, an individual? I'm not going to single out women here, but women. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen an, a woman that puts makeup on, and when they have makeup on, like they're dolled up, ready to go, like they're a completely different person from when they don't have any on? Bro, I've seen men put on makeup, and <laughs> I'm completely different. Yeah, <laughs> like. It's a, it's, it's, it. I just spent five days. Like, yeah. I've just spent in Las Vegas five I, days. In that's Las true. Vegas. That's fair. I've seen everything yeah. in the last five days. But yeah, I've I was seen, in Phoenix I've last seen, weekend yeah. and I saw a guy taller than me, Myth Ma'am, and he had on makeup, a mini skirt, high heels. It was nuts. Oh, I, I had to sit down, sat down next to Larry that I was there with and we had ordered some dinner and. Uh, it was like a food court area, so there's lots of different places you go. So we went to different places, and we sat down, and I'm like, hey, Larry, the heels over there and the real pretty hair and all that. That's a dude. Her name's Josh. Because <laughs> 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 it was this, uh, you know. But still, like it's like you said, it became – it, and for those people who they completely change – as an individual from when they have makeup on to when they don't have makeup on, that's a mask. Yeah. Like it's, it's, oh, a, I believe it. it's a coping mechanism and it's that may, that gets into the point of sinfulness yeah. of using it as a, Oh, I'm going to be someone completely different. No, be your authentic self. Right. Like that's, and that's not being social justice. like, Oh, be yourself. But like, seriously, like be who you are. Be, be who be, God made you. Yeah. Be, be who, who God, God made, made you to be. Yeah. Don't be someone else. Don't yeah. doll up and be completely different. Don't be Shannon when you're Janine. <laughs> I just picked up. I just picked two names that just came into my head. That's th- that's. We should put you, that both on a T-shirt. I'm yeah. sorry to all Shannons and Janines that are watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're Janine and you have a friend named Shannon, don't be her. Be you. Okay, that's interesting <laughs> choice of names there. I don't know why. Again, they're just the first two names that popped into my head. I don't know why. So we mentioned sexuality just now. Yeah. Um, and gender, we actually put sexuality in a primary place. Yeah. So, yeah. would we say, and again, we're going to get into each one of these moving forward. Would we say that if you view sexuality and gender as fluid and on a spectrum? Yeah, fluid, fluid and on a fluid, <laughs> fluid, <laughs> fluid and on a spectrum, and there's 752 genders, and you believe in so on, so gender forth. equality and LGBT, all the things, all the letters. Can you be truly Christian, Mason? Ooh, I like this. Mason's been quiet. Mason, we need a yes or no. No, I, I, we, we, no, we need, yeah, we, need we need a yes or no, and why? And yeah, and then we need you to elaborate. We need an explanation. You have? Can I get it in a sentence? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Could you repeat you the word? The, yeah. Can you give me so the for, definition? So can so, somebody believe all that and be a Christian? If you so we we said that like gender and sexuality is one of those closed fist type things. Got male and female. God created them. 
we believe that male and female, they are to procreate and fill the earth full of babies and, and raise those babies in the admonition of the Lord. But now in America, we have, uh, y'all help me out here, male, female, uh, I don't know. That's, where, that's where I stopped. We have male, female, um, them, they, we have other 700, uh, transgender, transgender, non-binary, asexual, queer, pansexual, pansexual. We have all these queer is technically lesbian, gay. Yep. Yeah. All these, the LGBTQ, LGBTQ AIP, AIP yeah. plus two spirited, a whole different thing. Why yeah. do you make it that complicated? Because they need to, they feel the need to, so they feel the need to be seen. Let me form, let me shape it this way. If I were to come in, we're going to have a family meeting uh, on next Sunday night at 5.30, right? So we're going to have a church member family meeting. When I, if I come in, I said, guys, here's the deal. I, I now believe that there are 700 genders. I believe that lesbians, gays, and trans people should all be able to join the church, teaches teachers, um, fill the pulpit, do you think that I could be truly Christian and believe that? No. Why? No. And why do I believe it? Yes. Well, God said it himself in Genesis. There's mm-hmm. only male and female. Okay. And he has put male to be leaders in the church. Now, women still have roles in the church. Absolutely. And are critical yeah, to yeah, the church. Are critical yes. to the Absolutely. church, yes. But we also have roles in society for male and female. He said, I created them both in my image. Okay. So is it possible for a church and leadership to have a season of sin and believe that and then repent of that and say, I was wrong? Yes. So that by that standard, they could still be Christians. Hmm. I think so, too. That's what I think. I mean, homosexuality and all these other things is a sin still. And we're all still sinners. Yeah. We don't get to, I mean, just because we commit one sin over the other doesn't mean that we can't be restored. Yeah. And so I think. Now we, I think restoration is possible. I think don't we take can me be, wrong on that. I think we can be Christian still. I think you can, but there's a gr- gross misunderstanding of the scriptures too that needs yeah, to be addressed. That, that, yeah. Uh, but I think, I think, I think you're, what you're pointing to is just a, a real lack of maturity as a Christian. I think, you know, it, could somebody possibly be saved um, and, and have that belief? I think it's possible, but they really need to get into the word and yeah. and, and understand what it actually says. I and, think and, God and, would and sanctify that's them sanctif- out of that. Exactly. That's, that's right. The process yeah. of sanctification should. That's bring going them out to of occur if they're that. a well, true the, Christian. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. The Spirit's not going to. The Holy Spirit's I, not so, going to. So let if you ask me, could, would a, a young believer or a, an immature believer believe that? I said possibly. Yeah. Because yeah. now I can get down with that. I agree with you. Yeah. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. But, so, and again, that's a lot of you know a lot of these things. They're kind of like so. That's a that's a masonary. Where, where do we put it? Doctrine. Yeah, masonary. masonary. So masonary. There, there would be We're a lot of people. A wall? <laughs> there, there would be a lot of people just in our northeast Arkansas in our context here that would hear us say that and to say, well, you're wrong to believe that there are not more than two genders, and you're wrong to believe that that lesbian, gay, queer, trans people can't be a part of the church, uh, and you call yourself a Christian, what, what would we say with the pushback from that? So we believe that it's primary doctrine that male and female, he created them. Um, sex is between a man and a woman, married man and a woman, let me say that. Mm-hmm. And um, homosexual and all those things are, are sinful. So yeah. how would we respond 
as a church to somebody that would say, well, you're wrong to believe that. Well, we're called to love people. Yes. Still welcome we're, in our worship yeah, we're services. called we're called to love on them and share the gospel with them, but that does not mean we condone what they do. By no means do we say that this is an okay thing. Because scripture is clear. We are told God created male and female, but we're also told homosexuality is very much a sin. It's, we see it in scripture. It's very clear. So these are things that we are not to uphold as if like, oh, these are good things. No, we are to call them out for what they are, which is sin, but we are still to call to love people. We can't, like, you can do both. Just because you are saying that one thing is sinful does not mean you're basically condemning them to hell. Right. You're like, no, their soul is still capable of being saved by God, but that requires us sharing the gospel with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what would we say when they say we're wrong? You I can, get loving I, them. I would look and, at them and shrug at them. That's fine. You can tell me I'm wrong all day long. You're wrong. Still, I'm almost still, right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. I'm gonna tell them like that's fine. You can call. You can tell me I'm wrong all day long. It doesn't bother me. Like I'm going to continue doing my charge, which is sharing the gospel. Like Justin, with like, yeah, I think yeah, he's got, got it. If he's somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong, I'm going to say, "Prove it to me." Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to listen to you. Yeah. I'm happy to have this discussion. If I'm wrong, show it to me. So that. Absolutely. But if somebody says, y'all are wrong, you're, you're just old, you're antiquated, you're... you're, you're I'm only be- 21. You're believing, a, <laughs> <laughs> you're believing a book that's just... Uh, yeah, this thing's outdated. It just, doesn't matter. Anymore. But just happens, is it still the bestseller every year? Yep. Uh, although you have free versions now. Um, I would say... And, and, and listen, this is coming against any of the primary doctrines. Right. And, and really, if anybody comes to us about our secondary issues, why do you believe you're why do you believe in postmillennialism or historic premill or all millennial anything? Right. We would say, well, first of all, I'm going to take you here. Yeah. I'm going to show you first why I believe these things. And I believe that uh, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 and 13, give us a really good starting point for people to kind of hear our argumentation or not our, not our argument, but um, our defense and why we believe certain things. First of all, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God, which is what I'm holding in my hand, the scriptures, for the word of God is what? Living. Living, living and active. It's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So first of all, we begin with the scriptures, right? Yep. They're alive, they're active, they're not old, they're not antiquated. We don't believe that from this. We believe that they are still very much for today as they were then. This is God's word. And then from there, we just take a journey from Genesis to Revelation, showing people why we believe what we believe. And we should be able to back up clearly why we believe what we believe. Even when it gets into these secondary issues, because there are some secondary issues that are very important, uh, that we cannot get outside of Christian orthodoxy. We cannot get into heresy, and it's easy to do so if you're not careful. Uh, Even in the Trinity talk, I mean, just trying to explain the Trinity sometimes, you could almost go into heresy very quickly. It's one of those things that's hard. Um, but y'all have thrown out um, Genesis one twenty seven, and that's why I say then you just take people on a journey 
from Genesis to Revelation showing people why you believe what you believe. And it's important for us as Christians to do this work on our own, right? To go through the scriptures, to study the scriptures, to uh, do all this work and not rely on somebody else's work, which that's good too as a, as a kind of second or third avenue just to back up and make sure you're in line with what God has said. But y'all thrown out Genesis 127. It says, so God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him. Male and female, he created him, right? So if somebody says, well, you're wrong, there's more than two genders, I was like, no, according to the, the word of God, the truth, there are two, male and female. And then you go from what you just said. Okay, and here's my it, proof. It, it, here's where's my yours? proof. Where's yours? And, and I've learned that you got to be careful about putting a Bible down and kind of pushing it like that because it might get twisted into throwing it. So, But with the, with, I digress. You, and I'm going to play the other side of this. If you were to approach them and say that there are only two genders, show them in Scripture where they're at, they go, well, you're talking about gender. Sexuality is different. Sexuality is, they'll tell you that sexuality is on a is on a fluid scale. Like it's on a binary. It's not binary. It's on a sliding scale. Where we, we, we say that gender and sexuality are the same. Like these things are not inseparable. They say it is. But then you get into but what you'll do is as you talk to them about it, they'll start mixing the two and saying that they are the same. That's the funny thing. Yeah. They'll say that they're different, and then they'll yeah. get into that they are the same. You we can't probably, separate. We probably do a whole it's, episode it's, on this. It's on because on you can't one. separate the two. But that's episode. The point. Episode. 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 What's in this? What's in this coffee? He's not drinking the, the coffee that. I'm not we drinking coffee. Here, are you? Actually, yeah, I made the oh, coffee. Are you? Today, so. <laughs> oh, you made the coffee. Yeah, it's probably water if you were drinking too late again, brother. This is Justin not sleeping for more than about three hours a day for a week straight. Woof. So, Woof. so yeah, these uh, these things are important. Yes, primary, secondary, tertiary doctrines. Uh, I say important. The tertiary doctrines; those are fun. Let's, let's coffee table. I love that you said, yeah, coffee table discussion. There's some things that we can just yeah. discuss and, and say, well, I think and have this fun with. because of this. I think and, the secondary it, doctrines are good coffee table conversations as well. Yeah, yeah. they're they're a little they're a little more in depth. They get a little, little more heated. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little more heated. <laughs> you might have to buy a second cup. At, yeah, but you look at John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul. Yep, they disagree. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and they were but friends. they were good friends, very very dear friends. Yeah, yep. and that's. I don't want to elevate them, but. That's a good example. Very good example. Yeah. That's, that's across denominational lines. That's of a, Presbyterian and Baptist. Of a beautiful friendship, mm-hmm. you know, um, encouraging and edifying each other. Not afraid to learn. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, not afraid to have different opinions and to right. vocalize them to one another. Yeah. And to agree on the primary. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. disagree. And disagree and love on the secondary and tertiary. And that's yeah. Christian charity. Yeah. That's what we got to have in these second and or secondary and tertiary issues is that Christian charity, the willingness to let them have their own opinion, but discuss lovingly. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. I'll say this. There's a lot of people that are willing and ready to break fellowship with the church over secondary issues. Yeah. And tertiary issues, which that should never be the case. No. So just take, for instance, I think a secondary issue would be uh, continuationism and cessationism. Right, that's are, simply. Those are five yeah, words. You might want to define Continuationism is simply the sign gifts still are in effect today, and so cessation is speaking in tongues, prophecy, miracles, interpretation. Yep. Yeah, all, revelation. Yep. You know more revelation from God. 
uh, or there's this idea of cessationism that those sign gifts have ceased mm -hmm. for today. And there are, we've had people in our church, I would, let me just say this, if anybody wonders where I stand, which they may not care, but I tend to believe that the sign gifts have ceased. I am a cessationist. But we've had people come into our church that have not stood where I stand, right? But they believe the primary doctrines. Yeah. So I, in, in good faith, could not say, well, since you believe that speaking in tongues is for today, you're going to have to go find somewhere that does that. I don't do that. We don't do yeah, that no. here, right? Because it's a we realize that's a secondary issue. Now, someone wants to stand up, start blurting out in tongues, we're gonna say, Hey, sit down, please. This is unless somebody's yeah. fixing to tell us what you just said. Yeah, unless you got somebody <laughs> you, to interpret you, that. You know, let's, we don't you know And that's a command of scripture. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you have to have an interpreter. Yeah. yeah. And uh doesn't doesn't Paul say only to two or three people? Where two or three gathered. Sorry, oh, dear. I had to take my hat We'll get into yeah, we'll that. Had to take we'll, of that. We'll make, a, make a note. We'll have an episode on that at some point. Yeah, we'll discuss yeah. that. But what my point here is, is just because somebody may believe the sign gifts are still relevant today and some don't, that in and of itself is not a reason to split and, no. and, yeah. and break fellowship with the church or Agreed. to cast anybody out. Just like we wouldn't over, you know, the millennium where you stand on the millennium or where you stand on uh, a number of other things. And what, 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 what's a big one? What's another big one that we could briefly, uh, I got a list on here. This is, do you want me to throw you one that I'm in Bible in translation? Oh, I guess you don't okay. want to hear my idea. That's great. <laughs> was that, was that your idea? No. Oh, <laughs> Bible translations, right? Yeah, KJV I mean, only. I, I, there's a guy in our church that he grew up, Mem remember memorizing the KJV, yeah, and we'll still bring the KJV to church yeah. and, and if you read him, his KJV. If you ask him to quote scripture, or if he comes up with like it if he's having it's, KJV. He's, it's always out of KJV. KJV. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, now he doesn't believe in the KJV onlyism. Yeah. Right. However, I mean, I think he prefers the KJV, but he's not going to cause a stink over us using the ESV or NASB. Like, he has his own ESV, right? He and it's it's a great and he it's a beautiful Bible. He takes notes yeah. on it and stuff like that, and he's very careful about what he puts in it. And but I'll yeah, that. it's so cool. Anyways. But if somebody comes in and says, "Well, I, I I'm just a King James only person," not like you have to be, but that's okay. Right? Yeah, come on. Use your King James. I'll use my ESV or NASB 95, one of the two. And <laughs> specifically the 95. We'll, we'll rock and roll, yeah, specifically. We'll rock and roll and fellowship yeah, because we would agree on the, the primary things. Yep. So uh, it's just the big thrust here is not to break fellowship over secondary issues. Yeah. yeah. I think that's silly to do. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's unbiblical to it's, do. Yeah. 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 I would, I would, I would call it it's immature. Yeah. We talk about the doctrinal divisions. We, we really divide when you penetrate that primary. Yeah, closed fist, yeah. Yeah. and you disagree on any of those, and you say, "Well, you need to be saved." Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. right? Would you Would you agree to divide if someone is taking a secondary issue that is clearly a secondary issue and making it a primary? What if someone does that? Because that's that's something very prevalent in the South is they take secondary issues and go, "Nope, they're primary. These are the most important things, and they have nothing to do with gospel centered like issues." Sitting in somebody's seat. <laughs> sure. Or, All right. So I want to first. I want you to flesh out. I want to flesh this out with you. But yeah. Matt, hold on. I want to hear your idea. Oh, right now? No. I want to 
take Joe's first. Oh, so I got to sit back again. Okay. Yeah, you, you wait. <laughs> I, I feel like you got to Just write something. it down, Matt. Just write it down. Uh, so give us, a, give us an idea. Give us an example of somebody taking a second. Smoking and drinking. That's a, good, that's a good one. In this area, there's a lot of churches that like you can't do anything in the church if they ever see you smoking or drinking. Like, let's just take that yeah. as an example. They will make it a primary issue. And I've, I've heard of some people getting pushed out of a church because they drink. And yeah. they, they, it's not like they're alcoholics or anything. They just drink occasionally. It's like once, maybe every couple months or so. They just have a drink just because. Oh, I'm a fan of bourbon. I'm not going to lie to you at this table, everybody. I enjoy a <laughs> I, glass of bourbon. I do as well. Yeah. And a cigar, too. I heard Alistair Begg yesterday or the day before I was listening. He, said, he started quoting Spurgeon, and he said, I can't wait to meet Spurgeon. You know, he's talking in his Scottish accent. He said, he'll be in the smoking section, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, these are things that people have improperly Broke put, fellowship yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. Broke fellowship over, but improperly put in places in a place that doesn't belong in a primary issue slot where they have either pushed people out or they have just broken fellowship entirely. Yeah, as, yeah. Long, as, the, as long as it's only the deacon smoking outside yeah, on the yeah, front yeah. porch, yeah. it's okay. Smoking but if anybody else does... It's but over. You got. I love you gotta how leave. they tell you that your body's the temple of God and you should be taking care of it while they're chewing down on a double bacon cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. they were eating fried chicken. Or Did K- I tell the story KFC and down. saying, "Lord, please bless this Big Mac"? I think I told <laughs> a story on, the way down. on this podcast about the time back when I used to dip snuff and I was at a at a church and I had a big old dip of snuff in my mouth and I. Had, you know, we weren't in church. It was kind of outside after the fellowship. And this dude that weighed at least 300 pounds, <laughs> you need to quit that, boy. That'll kill you. And I was like, so will them biscuits you keep shoving down your gullet. You know, I was I was barely saved then, so I was still being sanctified. Still am. But well, it's me. Is uh, They'll be saying, Lord, just let us, this, this food nutrition us. Yeah. Yeah. Let this, Bless this, this food, food be the, the nourishment, nourishment of, of our, our bodies. bodies. Let me glorify you in everything we <laughs> like, do. Me and Matt were at Corley's. It's like, I can feel this clogging my arteries right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. Yeah. Oh, I, it was. I've actually, you know, that's one of those, and I know we're getting, we're chasing yeah, yeah. rabbits today, yeah. but. Well, this is an introductory episode. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things where it's a learned behavior almost. Yeah, yeah. You learn and hear that prayer so much that yeah. you feel yeah. like you have to incorporate yeah. it. Yeah. And you're like, big old greasy cheeseburger. Lord, bless this for the nourishment make, of my make body. Making carrots on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to stop praying that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless yeah. I say, just help this give me fuel or something, yeah. you know, but not don't bless it to the nourishment of my body because I know that my arteries are doing this <laughs> they're snapping shut but, feels you know, like, but that prayer don't work unless you say in jesus name amen <laughs> that's like not putting a stamp on a letter if you don't say it <laughs> return to sender that was uh, off of my prayer sermon yeah the other day i'm gonna pull a jen sensaki what's her name jen saki i'm gonna circle back yeah we'll circle okay. back to that so i'm gonna circle back to what you just said I think if somebody is trying to take a secondary or tertiary and make it a primary, I think that that's become legalistic. I think they have yeah. become very pharisaical, and they are wrong in that because they're trying to hold people to a standard that God doesn't. Okay. Right? I would, I would agree. So I think that what you do in that situation – so there's two situations I'm thinking of here. If you're in a church that, that does that, mm-hmm. then I think it, that it may be time to break fellowship and okay. you go find a church that doesn't. Right. So if they're trying to make secondary and tertiary things primary and – but I would say this, talk to the leadership. Yeah. Right? Don't just up and leave. Because one of my biggest pet peeves is when people just, they show up and then they leave and don't even tell you why they left or, yeah. you know, they're just gone. No one likes a one-sided conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you've had people that come to church and they visit for weeks and weeks and all of a sudden you don't hear a thing from them anymore. Yep. It's like, 
well, what happened? You know? Yeah. You said the wrong thing one time. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's that's terrible. Don't do that if you're listening. Don't just leave a church without at yeah, least communicating be, something. Be like Martin Luther. Go put 95 Thesis on the door before you leave. Yeah, if you're searching <laughs> for a church yeah. and this isn't the one, or the one you're going to isn't the one, and you've been going there a while and you've made some friendships, just say, hey, you know what? We're going to continue searching. Thank you all for everything you've done. This We may be back. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Or if somebody we said have, something, I mean, or, we have people do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. If somebody did something or said something to you, and that's not that's not offensive. What? Like telling someone that you're going to go search well, out. Well, we want people to be in a just in a biblical church, a biblical even church. If yeah. Even if it's not, even if here. it's not this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So, uh, but but yeah, pl- talk to the people that you've been in contact with and yeah. made friends with, and and you know just because. There may be something that somebody said or done they don't realize they did. And, True. you know, yeah. but again, if it's over doctrine, then they just, you, you, good luck. You know, that's all you have to say is good luck. If they leave because of doctrine, if it's biblical, then you say, hey, I can't apologize for that. So to round, you know, it is so, what it is. So to round out this part of the conversation, coming circle back, back. Circling back again. The, so I break, think that they should talk to the leadership first. Yes. And then if it's over if the church itself, if the leadership themselves, after having that conversation, is still placing second and tertiary issues in a primary slot, then I think it's time to fellowship. leave. Okay. Yes. So now, flip side of that, if somebody comes into our church yep. and they try to make secondary and tertiary issues a primary issue, then it's conversation time. Yep. Conversation time. Yeah. Conversations, Conversations happen time. first. Yeah. And uh, uh, then you got two two sides of coin. There are they are they a member mm-hmm. or are they not? Right, so if you got somebody being that divisive over these issues, then they obviously can't become a member right yeah. now because you're just going to sit for set foot right in the church and, discipline. But yeah. it, and we have a church membership class that we go through with everybody, and if that's where these things would come out, and if they've come out before as before before they became a member, before they started going through the class, that's the time to bring them up yep. is to have a yeah. like between them and the pastor, them and the leadership. That's the time to have those conversations. Yep. So uh, I think after you know. I would, you know, I, I I would eventually tell people, hey, you know, that's not what we're going to do here after multiple conversations. Yeah. And if you can't feel comfortable worshiping here, please, you know, go find somewhere else to do where yeah. you can. Yeah. Like, don't don't let us get in the way just because we have this division. Yeah. Like, because we disagree. Like, please go find somewhere else that you can worship God Yes. Properly. And I've learned even telling people that could get you in some trouble. Oh, with absolutely. That person because it, they kicked me out. Yeah, because that's what it sounds like. You're kicking me out. <laughs> well, well, no, we're not kicking you out. We're giving you the option. If like, you if you want to can't go, go. Worship here. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a stumbling block proper, Oof, or if that, there's a stumbling block making it imp- or making you have a pro or have an issue worshiping God properly, then this is not the place for you. That's just as yeah. simple as it. Like, you need to find somewhere right. where there's no stumbling block. Right. Oh, I didn't have any. No, he pulled his microphone. I was like, oh. Man. It's time for Matt. All right, Matt. I actually want to hear it, though. What you got, big boy? I may kick it over to you, <laughs> then, if you want to hear it. So, Well, I think I know where most people's answer is going to be with this one. Can a fallen pastor be restored? Ooh. Well, anyone can be restored. The three choices. Anytime. After healing. Never. Thank you all for listening to this episode. <laughs> we're going to end it. We're going to end it. We're going to end it right here. Can, so the, the, 
Anyone can be restored. What is a fallen pastor? Clarify that. Did we fall off the pulpit or something? No. Fallen pastor is one that has fell into adultery or some sort of money scandal, something that has been... A sin in a pastor's life has come to light. come to light. And it disqualifies them from pastors. Right. From being a pastor. Right. Yeah. So... There, you can ask a lot of people, and you're going to get a lot of different answers. You're going to get. Um, I'll tell you what I think personally is I think pastors that have fallen, and I know I don't know if anybody knows the name Darren Patrick. I actually just took one of the books he wrote. Actually, it's still up on the shelf right there. Uh, Darren Patrick was a pastor that had a falling. I think it was a moral failure. He ended up killing himself, mm. and it was devastating because the dude was solid biblically. And and uh, but I think what happens is there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that mean well that would say that he can never fill a pulpit again, right? He can never be in ministry again, and I think that does a little damage to people when they're already down, when they're already, you know, some pastors are going to fall and not they may not even be saved, right? Yeah, so yeah. who cares what people say about them? I know of one that is still pastoring right now after all this coming to light, and it's I'm like, what? How do you do that? Yeah. So I don't think that that person's a true Christian, if he can do that. But if a pastor falls, then I can't say that God doesn't have something for him in the future. Yeah. Now, I think we have to put future on there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very clear that this pastor needs to have a long time of uh, restoration, mm-hmm. counsel, and I don't think that that should be the thing that he seeks. Yeah, no. His... If, if, if he's restored to the pulpit, it would have to be God because I think the true sign of a man is going to be, uh, well, I've gone through this counseling for six months. I'm now going to start putting my resumes out. To no. find a church, no. Then I think there's a problem there. Yeah. Even after two, three, four years of restoration and counsel, this dude might be one of the most biblical men you've ever been around. If his primary goal is now, I got to get back in a pulpit. You know, a lot of these things, if it happens, is going to be God ordaining these things yep. in such a way that it's not going to be the man yeah. that seeks it, but God that puts him there. Now, will God put him back there? That's where I that's where I come to the conclusion where I, I say a fallen pastor I think can be restored yep. and if it's God's will can preach again. Yep. I agree. Because there is much forgiveness at the cross. There his mercies are new every morning. Now, again, on the flip side of this, you're gonna have a lot of guys that would say absolutely not. He should never be a pastor again. He's just gonna bring damage to the church, to the bride of Christ. But don't we all bring damage to the bride of Christ? Say, on a yeah, because what do we what do we bring to the bride of Christ? Filthy rags. That's it. That's all we bring to the table. Which is why we need the righteousness of Christ. Amen, yeah, brother. Yeah, and that's pastors included. Yeah, yeah. That's, pastors are not exempt yeah. from restoration in any way, shape, or form. Which should drive pastors to continually repent and and see themselves as it's a room a, a, a sinner in need of grace every day. Once you get past that, then I think that some of these things can just start to build up and pride can be uh, a, a huge thing, which leads to, well, I'm just going to kind of do whatever I want to do now. You know, you justify sin, you do all these things. Yep. And then it's when you get your, you your ultimately get celebrity caught. pastor models yeah. or celebrity pastors out there. Cause 
that's what happens. They get built up over years and years of being they, in the spotlight and being in that position. And the next thing you know, they start doing all these moral, morally questionable things um, and making really bad decisions. And that's what happens. Yeah. And sadly, we see them be put in check yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. And they Their sin fall hard. Up to them. Yeah. And we should be just as broken. Yeah. You know, absolutely. for them. They, uh, they need to be loved on just sad. like any, anyone else. Yeah. Anyone else. And very everything sad. that happens to them still is going to work out for the glory of God. Amen. Sure. Yeah. And none of us sitting at this table are above nah. falling into uh, any Every of one of us yeah. are one breath away yeah. from oh, falling yeah. into yeah. terrible sin. Yeah. We are still fallen individuals. We're still sinners, all those saints simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, we will not be perfected until Christ comes back or he calls us home yep so that is reason for every one of us to be very in tune with what we're doing with our lives yeah that that's more reason for all of us at this table to be in the word right to know the word to hide it in our hearts and to let it correct when us. you fall i mean that that turn from that right repent ask forgiveness turn from that because if you don't, if you let these little sins go unchecked, then they start turning into big sins. Mm-hmm. Then they start turning into scandals. Yeah, and that's where the bride of Christ really takes a hit, right? So, I, I, to, to answer the question, I think if God wills that, I don't think man should will that after yeah. a fall. I think that it would it would obviously have to be a God thing. So I kind of would fall in. Not in the camp that would say, absolutely not, never, you know, and I'm not going to fall into the camp that says, well, yeah, he can preach again. I'm going to fall into the camp that says, if it's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. Right? After a season of restoration, growth. Because in in God's timing, he will restore that man. Yeah. Yeah. Once once the fruit of that man's life proves out his repentance, then God can do whatever he wants. God can do whatever he wants. And it will. Yep. And it will. Yeah. yeah. There's true repentance. It'll show. And I, and absolutely. I can't be one to say, well, God, you will never let this man fill the pulpit again. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know the will of God. That's right. There yeah. are things that have been revealed to us in the yeah. scriptures, but there are also things that are still hidden that will sure. be revealed. Yes. Yeah. Right? So I just think it's a, a repentance, restoration, and then whatever God wills for that life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's why it's important to be in a biblical church because yes. the biblical men around him are going to come alongside him through that and love him and encourage him, and it'll be a definitely an edification. Even before that, process. right? There's yeah. going to be accountability. There should sure, be yeah. men that know oh, yeah. and say, hey, something's off. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's, that's part of us staying in the scriptures too and yeah. detecting that and spirits right. testing the spirit. And that's yeah. and that's also comes into what we've we talked about uh or we talked about a couple of weeks ago on Wednesday is this the unity within the church like we should be so close as a family that we should go, "Oh man, Matt, I could tell Matt's having an off day." Like not that he's been like, "Man, I'm just feeling so down," but there's just something about him that mm-hmm. there's something off. Let me go talk to him. Steven's having a bad day. Steven, there's something going on, Steven. Let me go talk to him. We should have that level of fellowship, that level of community with each other within our own local bodies as a mm-hmm. church to where we can detect those things with the guidance of the Spirit. Like, that's that's how it works. Like, that's how we should be. Yeah. All right. And we're circling yeah. back around. 
So we will, we will dive in deeper on all yes. these. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick apart some of the actual primary uh, doctrines and, yeah. and things that we need to believe. We'll, we'll kind of dive deep into each segment that we've talked about deeper. So, uh, but we just wanted an overview of, to, to break out what these are and, and why, they're, why they matter. Yeah. Um, yep. Because, I mean, they matter. some matter to the point of, uh, you know, breaking fellowship with the church. Yeah. So and some week, shouldn't matter at all. Primary? Is that what we're yeah. saying right here, yeah. right deep, now? Deep dive into primary next week. Yep. And, and we can take uh, one doctrine and spend the whole time on it, or two. Uh, I think it's important to put, put I some... I think the primaries, yeah, the primaries will probably are be take us a little bit. Big, yeah. We need yeah. to... We need so to put gonna, some meat on the bone. Yeah, that'll and, give us a lot of framework. Cause, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we we built the skeleton. Now we got to put the meat on it. Yep. So we got to put some scripture on it. And uh, yep. <laughs> on one today. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're, all we, right. We've laid the table. Now let's set dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and and all y'all are invited. <laughs> We gonna have Big Macs and fried yeah. cheese. Oh, it's <laughs> a nourishment of our body. It's yeah, gonna be like right. it's gonna be like Ricky Bobby with that spread of Taco Bell, Domino's, McDonald's, all that. Stuff. Sweet Mountain baby Dude. Jesus, sweet, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I ate almost a whole. He large, was a man with the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I ate almost a whole large pizza by myself the other night, and some cheese-filled breadstick things, and Jesus. I had a heartburn so bad. Were you basically dying? Yeah, I woke up <laughs> and I couldn't breathe. I was like. <laughs> I did. True story. Yeah. I do it heartburn. Oh, it's Vicious, awful. Man. And I was like, this is it. It's the consequence of sin. <laughs> I'm coming to Elizabeth. I did overeat. I, uh, you know, I probably did y'all should. see that article on the, uh, on the Babylon Bee about the Little Caesars pizza? <laughs> no. No. Due to inflation, it's now the $15,000 hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Until next time. Pilot, yeah, thanks, let's thanks for joining us. Repent, Repent and, believe. and believe the gospel. See you next time.